our How to Gaps podcast, where we talk about practical tips for the Gaps protocol, share successful stories, and invite other health professionals to share their expertise and healing. So today we wanted to talk about a subject that everyone wants to know about, but nobody wants to talk about, enemas. So together with my fellow GAPS coach and nutritional therapist, Monica Hunt, we will explore this very needed subject. So let's talk about poop, Monica, shall we? Oh yeah, absolutely. I just love talking about crap. Oh, well, I actually meant about the the therapeutic (laughs) effects of enemas. So yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, We know that we both together combined, we have done over 500 liters of enema solutions and that's over the past few years. And I'm eager to hear your story, Monica, about your experience with enemas. But before before we get there, I think people want to hear more about enema and understand what that really is and what it does and how it's done. Mm, Can you mm. tell me a little bit about it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I just wanted to make a quick comment we, because we chatted about how many enemas we've done in the past. And I think it's even much more than 500. I think that even in the past six mm-hmm. months, it must have been 500 liters. But uh, we're way over to what we, what we said uh, that we've done so far. It might be even over a thousand liters. Uh, but who counts, right? Counts, <laughs> counts. So let's but tell he, everybody why the hell would we squirt water with a tube up our buns? Let's go. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, we, I, th- I think we've agreed that we will be sharing our personal uh, stories later on. But um, mm-hmm. but let's start from the very basics. So what actually what is an Emma? Um, well, an Emma is a procedure of um, of actually inserting liquid into the rectum, which is lower part of the large intestine, and and the main aim is to empty the bowels, stimulate evacuation of the fecal masses, flush and cleanse the colon, detox the body, uh, improve liver functions and many more. But obviously it, it, everything depends on what type of enema you're performing. So we're saying here that there are many different types of enema, right? Can we talk a little bit more about this? What kinds are there? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so there are so many different types of enemas, but uh, but just wanted to advise you to, before you even start doing enemas, please do, do your proper research and seek health uh, professional um, advice before jumping into doing it. Um, but, but, but answering your question, so some of the enemas are performed just to get rid of the fecal compaction and to clean the colon. Some of the enemas are there to help detox the whole system, including optimizing the efficiency of the liver. And some enemas are actually done to nourish somebody who is in 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 need of that nourishment. So let me give you a few examples. Um, So an example of a cleansing enema would be an enema with bicarbonate of soda and mineral salt. So the mineral salt basically cleanses the colons, relieves constipation, but it also is fantastic remedy for a yeast overgrown. Basically, bicarbonate of soda is deadly to fungi, including uh, candida, which is which is the the most known um, strain of of candida uh, of fungi. And um, the other 
type of enema is coffee enema. Well, uh, coffee enema is used to relieve uh, constipation, boost immunity, increase energy, and of course, improves the efficiency of the liver. Then we have um, chamomile enema, for instance. Uh, chamomile basically soothes and calms down the colon. It's very helpful with hemorrhoids and also for, for the liver cleansing as well. Um, another example could be garlic enema, which garlic basically combats parasites and candida. So it's very powerful. Um, then you could also have pro probiotic enema. And that's perfect if, you, if your gut is inflamed and if you want to restore the microbiome by basically populating it with the good guys. But instead of swallowing it in a pill, you just do it on the other side. Okay. Um, maybe, maybe they'll avoid the bad breath. Sorry? Maybe that will avoid bad breath? <laughs> possibly, possibly. Um, um, other couple of examples, meat stock enema. Um, and this is quite often used to nourish uh, those who are severely depleted, such, such pe people who suffer from anorexia or bulimia. Um, lemon juice enema uh, that helps to balance out the pH of the body. And obviously you also have medicinal enema. So in a hospital, uh, um, doctors use enema, for instance, with pentaza for, uh, for conditions like Crohn's or severe um, bowel uh, conditions. And there are many, many more. Wow, it's, it's impressive. It's, I, I bet you most people did not know there are so many options. Um, when oh, I started mm. learning, I was very surprised too. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think you know, um, people have heard about coffee enemas and people might have heard about cleansing enemas, but not many people go and do uh, such a extensive research and actually try them all on themselves um, on the Sunday morning uh, before they breakfast. I know. Yeah. So how do they actually work, Monica? If you can mm. explain a little bit more. Yeah. Well, so again, it depends which, which type of NMS and, and what you're trying to achieve. Um, if we hold a lot of old compacted fecal matter, which is glued to the wall of uh, of, our, of our gut, uh, or if we just want to relieve constipation and evacuate that fecal matter from, from our colon, cleansing enema with bicarbonate of soda and salts would be the best option. And the, the way it works, basically the uh, Epsom salts or actually any other mineral unprocessed salts draw more water from the intestine into the colon, which then helps to relax the, the intestinal muscles. And as I've mentioned before, bicarbonate of soda basically kills the yeast and helps that fecal matter to unglue from the, from the gut wall. Um, but the second example, so for instance, if you want to improve your whole detoxification system, your liver functions, allow more bile to flow, then coffee enema will do the trick. Um, you obviously need to prepare it in a very special way to maximize the levels of uh, palmitic acids in the coffee solution. Then you, when you administer it, you hold it for 15 minutes. And during that time, the coffee solution is taken by the portal veins directly to the liver, where the blood gets pumped and filtered every three minutes. So that helps the liver to get rid of 
loss of toxins and to increase the by-production. And it's re really important to know that coffee enema stimulates uh, an, an enzyme system in the liver called glutathione S uh, trans uh, transferers by 600 or even 700 percent above normal activity levels. And what it means, well, these enzymes react with free radicals and those free radicals, they basically cause uh, damage into our cells. Um, so those enzymes, when they hit those uh, free radicals, they basically make them inert. So they neutralize them and then they are released through the bioflow and excreted through the intestinal tract. So basically out with the poop. Um, that's why lots of people suffering with cancer uh, achieve such a fantastic results on coffee enemas. Wow, so from what I heard, my conclusion is um, taking a coffee enema is like turning on a filtering, a super filtering system in our body that is, let's say, kind of dormant or sluggish. Is that a correct way of understanding it in a very lay way? Oh, spot on. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's uh, I like your way of actually um, saying it's it's a switch on. Yeah, you definitely wow. start start moving things around when that switch is on. Okay, because your, your explanation was phenomenal, very technical. So if some people want a little bit more of a simpler explanation, it's like turning on a filter, right? Absolutely. Wonderful. And, and how, how dangerous, Monica, is it to switch on that switch and turn on these filters? Is there any danger involved? Well, that's that's interesting question and very important at the same time. Well, everything's dangerous. If you think about it, driving a car is dangerous if you do not follow certain rules. And, and exactly the same applies to enemas. So firstly, if you decide to perform enema, First of all, seek advice from a health professional um, and, and, and choose a health professional who's got ex extensive experience uh, with uh, not only administering enema for other people, but also on themselves. So they have that um, very hands-on experience. Um, the other risk um, which are related with, um, with the enema is, is the type of enema kit being used um, the other thing is how much solution you're putting in your colon uh, what type of ingredients you're using in your uh, in your enema solution so for instance if you use a regular coffee instead of organic coffee you will be adding more pesticides and other chemicals to your already overloaded system um, or if you jump into doing garlic enemas, because you've heard me saying it's great for candida and parasites, yes. you may burn your colon. So do not do it without a proper consultation with a health professional. Um, there is another very important factor as well. Uh, when you perform coffee enemas, you will be losing electrolytes. So it's so, so important to drink plenty of meat stocks and vegetable juices. Um, and the other aspect is um, enemas will dehydrate you. Um, so drinking a lot of water before, after, even the night before, just to keep your body hydrated. Um, 
what also matters that if you have an active Crohn's or ulcerative colitis or bleeding from, uh, from your guts, do not even go anywhere near the enema. Um, yeah, there are, there are many other risks. So this is this that, that is why it's so important to seek advice before starting it. So people who are afraid, it's not really, it's not, it's, it's justified, right? Because you have to know what you're doing. You can't just like wing it. You have to have some information. You need to have guidance. Mm, mm, absolutely. Well, if you don't, if you don't have um, an active flare up uh, of Crohn's or bleeding from your, uh, from your colon, you can start very slow. You can make, um, let's say one cup of filtered or distilled water um, um, which is at the body temperature and you can you can test it you can test it how that how does it feel how my body reacts to it mm-hmm. um, but if you actually want to get uh, onto the path that you want to use it on a regular basis seeking that advice is going to save you a lot of uncomfortable um, symptoms, a lot of headaches, and and also you know um, take that worry a- away um, of those risks and dangers. It's much better to go into something new with with um, with the expert advice. Always, of course. Uh, plus, Absolutely. I heard, and I'm sure everybody else who wants to do animals heard that there is a let's say a side effect, a healthy side effect that in the holistic uh, healing world is called the die-off, the healing crisis. Is that something that can be a consequence when people do enemas as well? Sure, 100%. Remember, enemas will help with killing yeast, getting rid of parasites, and unloading toxins from the liver. So like any other detoxification protocol, it will come with a die-off. So when yeast dies, it releases over 75 different types of toxic gases, which can cause various symptoms from bloating to back pain. Um, But we should not fear it uh, because humanity has been doing enemas for centuries. I actually grew up in a country where enema kit was in our bathroom. And it was actually, in fact, in the bathrooms of every single household. And it was normal. Um, I think people stopped taking enemas when laxatives became very uh, available. And uh, we just love uh, like the quick fix, the pill, which is going to sort out everything. And we just, we just living such a rushed lives that we do not have time for long-term solutions. Um, but there is kind of side effect of that, you know, using laxative, um, will bring you some side effects. Um, focusing on detoxification and opening up, opening up your drainage system uh, with NMS, um, it is a long-term solution, but it's much safer than taking laxatives. I see. I see how people can be tempted to take a laxative on a, on a very busy routine because mm. an enema, you need to make the time for it. I'm sure... People are curious to have an idea how long it would take to do, let's say, a cleanse enema followed by a coffee enema. How long, how much time should a person spare for that? 
Right. This is this is this is um, interesting question and so important as well. Really, it depends. So, if you're starting, it could take you in between one hour to two hours because, uh, first of all, administering that solution um, into your colon will take much longer time than when you get used to it because you want that solution to flow uh, at a slower pace so you can actually hold that enema for longer uh, but also even preparation of the coffee solution if you've done it 10 times you're already running on autopilot so you don't have to cross-reference your notes or look at the uh, um, how-to videos um, so when I started, I think the whole ceremony took me around two hours. Now, um, I would say in between 30 to 45 minutes. Well, okay. So you, you, you can cut time as you get better. I get it. Ab yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, okay. So I'm sure that people who are listening into us are intrigued about our experiences. So can you tell us, Monica, how you started with Enemas? Yeah, absolutely. So as I mentioned uh, um, before, we had we had an enema kit at home when I was growing up. So my my first experience was when I was a child. But to be to be frank, I can't remember much. Um, but if I fast forward 30 ish years later, I'm suffering with Crohn's and expecting my many experiencing many other sy symptoms due to uh, really high toxicity in my body. So I've, I wanted to do NMS, but because I'm, um, my mind is very analytical. So before I make any decision, I just do such a thorough research. So it took me around two years, two years of research on NMS. I've watched pretty much every single YouTube video. Um, and I've, I've researched all the publications about NMS and risk and benefits and everything. But I was still, I was still kind of concerned, and I was worried. So I've contacted one of, of one of the GAPS coaches, who basically reassured me, "No, you're ready to go. It's safe. This is what you need to do." But I was still terrified. So even after chatting with that GAPS coach, it took me more than three months to actually build up that courage and to start one. And when I, I do remember very vividly my very first enema, I was so, so scared. Mm -hmm. My anxiety went through the roof. I actually thought that I was dying because I didn't understand what was happening in my body. Um, but obviously with time and lots of relaxation techniques, I've built up confidence and I actually started doing uh, those enemas regularly. Um, so with... With obviously, to start with, I've, I felt horrible. I had die of effects for around six months. I felt rough. I felt uh, cold. I had so many different uh, symptoms. But at the same time, my digestive issues started lifting up. So I knew I was on the right path. So I could push through feeling groggy, tired, um, sometimes confused. I, I, I was basically, I was comfortable with pushing through that rough patch because I stopped living in pain so, so, you're, so, you're, telling us, so you're telling us that the first um, benefit you felt from adopting enemas on a regular basis was that the pain was gone pain 
cramps, bloating, mm -hmm. um, and, and symptoms, but the pain was gone. Yeah, absolutely. I also actually just that was one of the uh, one of the um, sensational uh, feeling when I would have my natural bowel movements. I would feel empty. And I've never felt that before. And I was just amazed. Wow. So that's how it feels after doing a proper poop. Um, so, so, so that's why, you know, um, I actually, at, at that point, I actually, actually started feeling no pain. And that was a very weird and, and pleasant, you know, sensation. So that motivated me to do NMS. Uh, every single day uh, to wake up six o'clock in the morning to do to do my ceremony every single day, and I, I think after six months, roughly, I've um, I stopped having die off. I stopped having all this um, weird feeling of being tired, groggy, and so on. And and now, to be fair, you know, I don't do NMS every single day anymore. I do them only as a maintenance. Um, so, and what I mean by that, that, by that is, is whenever I go away on holidays or there is a big party where I stuff myself with foods which I shouldn't eat, or I drink too much of prosecco. Um, so after that, I would I would do them for maybe two to three days to get those toxins out of my body before they basically bury deep inside me and start creating havoc. So currently, I am at the stage. Uh, that I'm actually enjoying doing NMS. Uh, you know, NMS is my safe place. It's my safe um, meditation, re relaxation. It's, it's a safe space for me. For me. I listen to a great uh, relaxing music and I just forget about the whole world. And it's not an unpleasant experience anymore. I'm actually enjoying doing them. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. Sure that's a surprising testimony for people who are so afraid of them and think it's the weirdest thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think I think people people this this is this is the right word you said. It's like lots of people think like this is so weird. Yes. Oh, some people say this is yuck, this is disgusting. But no, I, I always say what well, I hear a lot of people saying this is unnatural, so I don't think we should do it. But when I think when people are at the point where you were. And mm. anima brings so much benefit as a, a healing uh, tool that is available to us. Why not try it? And I, I, I don't see why not. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, I think I think if we if we um, go through the internet and we start digging into the history of animals, we will find out that they've been used for since the humanity was. Um, uh, probably since since a few thousand years, uh, we we we've done enemas, and they were natural part of of our hygiene. Um, I think I think back in the day they even compared it to to taking a bath or taking a shower. Um, so it is absolutely natural way. I think I think in our in the last century we we demonized them. Um, as I mentioned, because because you know we were looking to to get the quick fixes like uh, laxative and so on, but yes. you know if you, I think I think I think people who are listening to this podcast they would absolutely lo love to hear your story because you've got so much experience with 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 NMR. So what what is your story, Chris? 
Well, yes, um, I think we started the same way. I was so reluctant to try it. I was in denial for like six years, um, considering if wow. I should or should not do it. The first time I heard about animas was probably in 2012 when I heard about it from the Gerson Therapy. Mm. And I found a documentary on the internet and I said, what? Are you crazy? <laughs> that was my first ever, um, I heard about animas the first time. So then in 2014 or 15, I bought Dr. Natasha's book. Then I eased into gaps over years. I was living a Western price um, lifestyle. And as, as people probably know, there's a lot of overlap from Western price to the gaps protocol because there's the whole thing with the meat stocks and and you know cooking from scratch everything organic everything homemade mm. so I started going into that direction and learning about the benefits of gaps and of course when you read Dr. Natasha's book you see that she talks about enemas and I'm like huh here it comes second time enema and I was getting worse when I started doing the GAPS mm. protocol because obviously now I understand it was the cause of my body starting to go into the healing crisis, right? Die off. Yes. And my body was probably so clogged up. My detoxification pathways were prob probably all blocked because now I understand I was chronically constipated. And then I started going back in my memory bank, remembering, remembering like as a little, little girl, like three, four years old, crying when I had to go to the bathroom because mm. it would hurt to go. So then I'm like, oh, that was already like the first signs of constipation. And as I grew up, you know, as an adult, I thought it was normal not to go every day and poop every day. And that's how it went. So this is so... Oh, yes, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry to kind of, you know, butt into the, uh, into, into the story. But this is so interesting what you're saying that you, you, you had such a bad constipation as a child and then teenager and then growing yeah. up and so on. And you thought it was normal. Well, nobody because, talks about this stuff. Yeah. You, know? you don't go up. Who you, I don't know. Nobody ever asked, hey, do you poop every day? How much? <laughs> People don't yeah, talk I, about that. That's why I think this, this conversation we're having, we need to change this, um, you know, health conversation. We need to talk about our back end because so many people talk about what should we eat? What should we drink? We should avoid these foods. We should avoid these drinks. But nobody talks about what has to come out of you. Oh, I love talking about poop. And um, now I think we are on the mission of, of educating yeah. our, our audience and our community um, and people who are listening to this podcast. You will be hearing about poop a lot. Yeah. It, is, it, it, it is a must. And it got so demonized. It's considered such like an ugly thing. Let me tell you something. If you don't poop, you die. Sure. As much as if you don't eat, you die. If you don't drink, sure. you die. Sure. So it's so anyway, the pinnacle moment for me was I had a, a crisis of headaches when I was then pushing the GAPS protocol harder, do, uh, consuming more ferments, more stocks. I increased the amounts and there was a period I had 12 days of headache and oh, wow. I did not know what to do with myself anymore. I would drag myself out of bed, go to war, work and crawl right back to bed again. I was barely <laughs> surviving. 
And then I decided to open Facebook and put a question in a GAPS group and say, I can't take this anymore. I don't think GAPS is for me. I'm dying. And as the answers poured in, everybody was saying, do animals and bats, do animals <laughs> and bats, like Epsom salt bats, right? Yeah. And I'm like, before I rationalized that, because I had such a fear of trying it, but I don't know. Uh, I was timid about it, just felt weird. But before I rationalized that, I clicked online. I bought my kit. It arrived in 48 hours. Before I rationalized it again, I opened the box. I boiled the water. I cleaned my kit and I went to the bathroom and I did the first enema. When I walked out of the bathroom, yes, I had a whole different perspective of enemas because I had not had it. So I was convinced that there was like divine intervention. It was a miracle. Wow. (laughs) what I have been it was really like that profound of an experience like I've been suffering for 12 days today would be the 13th and all it took was water up my bum to release and guess what I released a lot of old garbage that was stuck in there creating toxicity and that was just one animal it was one and it was only water. I was terribly afraid of putting salt in my solution, bicarbonate, garlic, whatever you talked about before. Forget mm. coffee. Coffee was months later that I tried. Mm. I mm. only used water. I only washed my colon out. And now I am totally convinced that everybody who suffers from headache, is it's a case of toxicity and you need to clean your bowels. Absolutely, absolutely. And this is so important what you're saying. Um, and sometimes that's just even a water solution up our bum is going to get rid of enough toxins from our guts to relieve some of the symptoms like headache in your case. Oh, yeah. gosh, yeah. That's a, that's a really inspiring story. Thank you for and sharing. I, yes, and I stand as the testimony of the people I have influenced, my friends, people around me who have suffered of headaches, I said, please give this a try. And mm. I tell them my story and they do it and they go through the same experience. They're like, I can't believe. Like usually my female friends, they're like, oh my goodness, I have headache during my cycles every month. And this is the first time I don't have one. I'm like it's the animus. You started doing animus. Wow. Nothing else changed. These people haven't even changed their diet or their lifestyle. Imagine when everything kicks in. Wow, that's inspiring. Can can we just clarify, because if we've got uh, people uh, listening to our podcast who've never heard about Dr. Natasha and about the gaps, um, Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride, she wrote uh, books, um, several books, uh, but one of the, um, the most um, famous one is uh, gaps, which is gap. Uh, gut and physiology syndrome or uh, uh, gut and uh, psychology syndrome. So she designed a protocol uh, to help people with, um, gosh, with over 300 different conditions, including autism, including autoimmune diseases um, and many more. So if you haven't read the book, it's a yellow book. We always refer to it a yellow book or a blue book. uh, we do invite you to to Google Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride, and, and the protocol is called GAPS. J A P S. It's yes, G G A P S. Yes. 
Okay. Right. Yes. So yes, it is. It is basically a protocol that heals all the diseases that start in the gut because everything that's considered a modern disease nowadays, it's in chronic conditions. They all have been originated in the digestive system. So when we fix that, everything else gets fixed. It's really very, very effective. Mm. Mm. Right? So what else do we have here? We have, well, anyway, to wrap up, my, my problem with the enema was the mental blockage. And I wanted to have people feel encouraged after they hear this podcast to give this a try. I understand completely why you would be super afraid, but I want you to feel confident that we are here to help you and guide you through these steps because we have had extensive experience with it. We are helping people already. We're actively helping people uh, start using enemas as a detoxification protocol. And I will say everybody should give this a try and we will walk you through it. Well said, absolutely well said. Right? So here's the question. I have another question for you. How long, Monica, would it take for people who start taking enemas to see the benefits of enema? We would be like, mine was on the first experience, but some conditions mm. will take a little longer to show results. For example, your case was Crohn's and serious digestive issues. How long did you, you said something like six months, right? Well, it's, a, it's one of those questions where the answer is, well, how long is a piece of string? It really depends. It really <laughs> depends. It's a, it, um, it depends how toxic you are. And as you rightly said, you know, you had using symptoms being lifted at just after one enema. So you needed one day um, to see the proof and have that evidence to, um, to make it happen. Um, for some people who, are, who have more uh, kind of, you know, complex and high toxicity in their body, uh, it can take one week, few months, one year. So for myself, I've, um, although I suffered die off and felt rough and sluggish for six months, I started seeing the results um, pretty much um, after several weeks. So I consider myself lucky because I spotted that my digestive issues were, were going away. Um, but I just wanted to give you an example of a, um, a Gerson therapy um, patients because you've, 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 you've mentioned about the Gerson therapy before. Um, it's a protocol designed for, client, uh, for cancer patients. Um, and those cancer patients, they do four to five coffee and MS a day and sometimes they do it for several years so again answering your question it depends how long does it take uh, to to see the effects it depends um i would love to say like oh yeah you're going to feel great after one week but if I, if i said that i would i would be i would be lying because it's so by your individual and it all depends how much toxicity you've got buried in different parts of your body um so yeah so there is no right uh, one one right answer to that question if you, if you allow me i just wanted to tell our audience too that i did have the benefit of getting the relief from the headache on the first enema 
But when I learned what came out of me was compacted old garbage, it's, it's been, it took months for me to slowly remove everything. And every time I did the enemas, I saw that I was releasing more and more old compaction. So it's not, in my case, when somebody's chronically constipated, one enema will not fix it. It really has to be like a routine over a few months or maybe even a year uh, of regularly doing those. So I'm still doing them. Okay. I'm oh, still doing them. So yes. Absolutely. 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 It's not a quick fix. Um, no. If you if you've got problems with constipation or anything, it, it, the chances that you've got the old compaction glued to your gut wall are pretty high. So it's going to take you sometimes months to unglue that stuff and get rid of that stuff. Yes. So let me ask you something um, else now. Uh, if people are tr thinking about doing it, and what are the troubles they can encounter? Like, what if it doesn't work? For example, give us a couple of practical troubleshooting tips, what would be um, a problem, an obstacle somebody would find while doing enemas? Sure, yeah, there are plenty. Um, we are getting so many uh, various uh, questions and and uh, problems to troubleshoot. But, um, but one of the very common um, issue or question or situation where, uh, uh, where people come to us, they, they say they cannot expel the solution and they panic. It's like, oh my God, what happened? That coffee solution just stayed inside me and nothing came out. Um, and it is actually quite common. Um, and it's not as bad as your fears are telling you. Um, what it really means that you are very, very dehydrated and everything has been absorbed um, in your in your colon so solution here is very easy you just need to drink a lot of water before and after and I would suggest drinking and hydrating yourself pretty much every single day and even a night before you're going to perform enema if you're performing enema the next morning so keep yourself hydrated because if you hydrate it then your body is not going to absorb that solution in um, um, another very, very typical problem is uh, that people cannot hold a coffee solution for 15 minutes. 15 minutes is the optimal time, um, as I kind of explained before how it works. Um, but when you actually start uh, doing coffee enemas, you may not um, even be kind of able or ready to allow um, the whole one liter, which is four cups, one quart of solution to kind of get inside you and you will you will feel the urge to release um, even after I don't know 100 milliliters one cup so a couple of things to remember here if you are very new um, you only do what your body allows you to do please do not force it so start slow make sure that the flow of the solution is really slow breathe in and try to relax listen to the music don't take your phones for some reason when you're taking your phone uh, you're getting a higher urge to uh to go um why is that monica can you can how can that happen oh that's a that's a very interesting question i'm i'm not too sure I'm not too sure, but tested it on myself and it made me um, to go faster. 
maybe 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 their mind doesn't relax because you engage in something else, right? I think you're onto something because I I just think that um, whenever we are in a kind of you know to do state and when we're checking our phone, we are in a to do state, yes. and that to do state is activating our uh, sympathetic system, and our sympathetic system is is that system which is responsible for fight and flight. So, you know, the body is ready to go. Um, So you're mobilizing that body and therefore therefore you feel the urge to to just go and sit on the toilet. Um, I know I I like to do my animals when the house is quiet, either after everybody went to sleep or before everybody wakes up. Because when I hear, you know, movement in the house, people talking, or if, if there's activity yeah. in the house somewhere, I'm not that relaxed either. So oh, absolutely. It's, it's a nice, really relaxation opportunity that should be taken seriously. And you will get more benefits when you can totally relax. You agree, Monica? Hundred percent, hundred percent. So yeah, so we, we we've been we've been using uh, uh, you know we have the even Spotify playlist uh, for our. Uh, for our you know coffee enema challenge where we kind of um ask people going on yeah so we ask people to actually listen to relaxing music because you want to be in that parasympathetic state you want to be uh you you don't want to worry you don't want to think too much you don't want to plan your day sometimes even reading a book can kind of you know um move you into the sympathetic um state but but a couple of other things in terms of you know when you when you um get the, the urge sometimes just stopping and closing the valve and waiting a few seconds sometimes the urge goes away um but also the point is if you if your toxicity is really high those toxins will be pushing out because you will start kind of stirring them there um, so it takes time to get to 15 minutes. So uh, if you can only get one cup of solution to start with, well done. This is you training yourself. This is you slowly uh, getting into habit. Um, so that's what you stick to. And then you just build up slowly to two cups. Then over time, you will be able to get the whole four cups um, of solution in. So just be patient. Do not force anything. That's right. That's right. So just to just to wrap it up here then and get kind of like a conclusive thought, the enemas that we are talking about are for cleansing and detoxifying. So the procedure is done. First, you do a cleansing solution. So you use a water solution, which is advisable to use a little bit of salt and bicarbonate of soda in it. You do that cleanse, you expel the garbage out, and then you insert the coffee solution. You hold it for maximum 15 minutes, I mean, optimal 15 minutes, which will filter all your toxins in your, in your liver, will expel toxins, and then you release everything and you are good to go for the day, correct? Spot on, absolutely, 100% correct. Okay, so people understand there is like a first and then and then after. Great. All right. So thank you so much for all these practical tips, Monica. I know you are an expert in it. You have been doing it before I started. You have more experience than I do. And I learned a lot from you too. So 
Yes, now I wanted to share about a current project. May I? Or do you have Absolutely. anything else you want to talk about? No. I just wanted to say that I've learned so much from you because I think we, we've, we've shared some of the, the journey together and I think just talking openly about it and sharing pictures and our experiences um, was also a great learning experience. So you've been a massive inspiration for me. Oh, thank you, dear. We, I think we learned together at the same pace and at the same level. I appreciate it. So currently... I want to tell our audience, we are running a Crappuccino Challenge. What is that? Hmm. Yay! It's a, it's a marathon of enemas. Um, we decided to open the opportunity to 21 individuals who are currently participating in a private and safe group environment. Everything we share on this group is confidential and very supportive. We have educated the participants of this group and encouraged them to start doing animus. That's what it's for. And uh, some of the people already had experience and some had, had no clue. They had never, they needed to buy a kit to start this um, challenge with us. So yeah, the members of this group share photos with us. They ask us questions. They show us what they're expelling. We answer their questions. We troubleshoot their difficulties. It's really fun, right, Monica? Oh, absolutely. You know, um, I actually, I love how we can alter pictures of, of the worms, uh, parasites, yeast, and, and celebrate it in a, in a very safe, non-judgmental environment. Well, let me tell you one thing. My husband thinks that I'm mad when I, uh, because when I pass parasite, I run out of the toilet. Obviously, I clean myself first I run out of the toilet I do my celebration dance pretty much as if I won lottery I am like all over the moon um and well to be fair uh, I am a math person and that's for sure and uh, but but I'm so grateful to to get those little creatures out of my system um so sharing that experience in that safe and environment with other people who also start celebrating like oh my god i've just passed a 35 centimeters long parasite which is 35 centimeters it's, it's what in states 14 inches um, imagine if you've done it without that support group that oh, would think, freak you, think, you out. Yeah, you think, yeah, you think you panic. You you're gonna think you're dying. There's something wrong with you. Yes, absolutely. But it is not. It is normal. So yes, yeah, so, so absolutely. That um, that environment is is amazing, and I'm very grateful that um, we've got those 21 lovely lovely uh, ladies who who uh, who've opened up and and trusted us to to guide them. Yes, and we have people from all over the world. Let me tell you, we have people from Europe, Australia, North and South America. Yeah, so, and, and now we are working on a proper anima coaching program that will be offered at a preferential price for our members. So people who join the How to Gaps Facebook group will benefit from those, from a, from a preferential price. Okay, so tell your friends, find us on Facebook, contact us if you want to expedite your healing. And we look forward to connecting with you guys on Facebook. And um, yeah, that's it. Anything else you want to say, Monica? Just one thing that how to gaps 
the two is a number. So how two as a number gaps. So it's not a word. So how two as a number gaps. We're looking for just send us a message, uh, tag us in the post, uh, say hello, say you've listened to this podcast and and uh, wave to us, send us the heart or, or, or send us a emoticon of poop and uh, we would love to hear from you. And, um, and yeah, we, you, we are very excited uh, about our new coaching program. So, uh, so watch the space. All right. And before I let you go, can I tell you a, a silly joke, a poop joke? Go for it. I love your jokes. <laughs> no, they always stink. Oh, <laughs> I knew you were going to come up with something so ridiculous. It's going to make us. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. But uh, but listen, thank you, Chris, for a very insightful conversation, and thank you all for listening. And uh, we are really looking forward to connecting with you on our Facebook group, How to Gaps. So again, say hello, and yeah, that's all from us today. All right. Bye, everybody.